This is Wicket's World with Mike Wicket on 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Yo, what's happening? Happy Friday to you. Happy Super Friday. It is a very, very big weekend in the world. I am happy to be on with you. And thanks for listening to us here in Des Moines on 1350. We're this close to getting the 1021 back on Mother Nature and that horrifically cold streak we had a few weeks ago is wreaking havoc on us. But uh, thanks to those who are checking us out on 1350 ESPN Des Moines on the ESPN Des Moines Facebook page. Hello, my name is Mike Wicket. This is Wicket's World. Coming up, uh, some hilarity in the NBA yesterday after the big James Harden trade, which shockingly, it, it did shock me that it went down. I'll talk about that. I'll get to the Rams. I'll get to the Bengals. We'll do all the Super Bowl stuff because the big one is coming up on Sunday, and it's kind of sad. This is it. This is the last football game of the year. The combine stuff and nerds who love the draft like me get excited come April and May into the NFL draft, and it's rookies, rookie camp and OTAs and all the other sports that, you know, March Madness and the NBA playoffs. But this is it, man. The NFL season comes to an end this weekend. Rams and Bengals, more on that coming up last night was NFL Honors Night, where everybody won the different awards. Your Offensive Player of the Year went to Cooper Cup, Micah Parsons won, all the, all the guys won. Aaron Rodgers won his fourth MVP. And I, I'm going to play his speech entirely for you, all right? He comes up, he thanks Peyton Manning. Manning's the only guy ever to win five MVPs. Rodgers has now won four, one of two dudes to ever win four. I mean, that's nine MVPs on the stage last night he thanked Peyton Manning and then this was Aaron Rodgers entire two-minute speech on NFL honors night last night I'd like to thank the Green Bay Packers Mark Brian Russ our incredible fan base it's been uh, an amazing 17 years so thankful for the memories and the moments over the years uh, I'd like to thank Matt LaFleur and his perfectly groomed eyebrows <laughs> we had Matt here you are Bree, thank you. Great job tonight on those. But in all seriousness, two out of three years winning this thing, you're a huge part of this. I love you. I appreciate you. Thanks for trusting me, supporting me, empowering me, and making things easy for me. Appreciate you, buddy. I'd like to thank my teammates. Uh, this is a special league that provides you so many incredible friendships that last longer than your time in the league. And I'm so thankful for the guys that get to come to work with every day, the memories, the jokes in the locker room, and going to battle with them every week. Uh, I'd like to thank my inner circle. You know who you are. Thanks for your love and support this season and your consistency, reaching out like you do. It means the world to me. My Friday night crew, I love you guys, and you guys uh, are a big reason I'm standing here. And lastly, I'd like to dedicate this award to the memory of two really important people to me who passed on in the last couple years. First is the man that drafted me in 2005, Ted Thompson. And the second is someone that many people here are familiar with, former producer of the ESPYs and the NFL Honors, a dear and loyal friend, Maura Mant. Thank you. So that was Aaron Rodgers' entire speech about 90 seconds last night. And I watched, I didn't watch it live, but I did, every, you know, what you do now. You watch it in bed on Twitter. I was watching the TV show Succession last night. My wife and I are starting to get into that on HBO Max. So I, was, I, I, I watched it last night, and then I watched it again this morning, because I was tired. I'm watching it laying in bed on my phone. I saw it again later today. I just watched it when I was getting ready for the show. I just watched it again. And I'll be 100% honest. 
That felt like a goodbye speech. That had a, it, it, it had a, a nice, you know, the, the joke about Matt LaFleur's eyebrows. He thanked Mark, who's Mark Murphy, the team president. He thanked Brian, who's the GM, who he couldn't get along with, but now he gets along with, you know, the guy that drafted Jordan Love. And he thanked Russ Ball. And Russ has the very tall task. Russ Ball is the money man, all right? Russ Ball is in charge of the salary cap. And I don't think Packers fans, I don't think NFL fans really understand salary cap hell, especially the salary cap hell the Packers are in right now. They are $52 million over the cap, meaning if the roster stayed exactly the same right now, they have to figure out a way to get rid of $52 million worth of their salary cap. The dead cap number on a lot of these guys is huge. And it's not just as easy as saying restructure. Eventually, when you restructure these guys and push money back and push money back and dead cap numbers get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, you're going to have to cut a lot of major players. And the Packers at this point have a lot of tall tasks ahead of them. That guy right there... Aaron Rodgers' cap number is $47 million. It's the biggest share of a team's salary cap. It's like 22%. It's the biggest share of a team's salary cap held by one guy in the entire NFL. If they trade him after June 2nd, they save $19 million off the cap. They're still... 30 million over the cap. And there are guys they will restructure. And, and they will do this because Russ Ball and all of these, every NFL team has a guy whose job it is to make square pig, pegs fit into round holes. Make square pegs fit into round holes. That's their job. But at some point, the Packers are going to have to figure out you cannot keep kicking the can down the road. You know, if last year was the last dance for Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, remember the Instagram post about Michael and Scotty in the last dance, if that was really it, then they're going to have to figure out a way to move Rodgers. They're not going to be able to bring back Devontae Adams. They've got a ton of other guys with some huge cap numbers, some aging players. If you start piecing it together... The Packers are going to look very different next year. Realistically, and I'm not trying to go doom and gloom, realistically, the Packers are going to have to look very different next year. They can't physically, financially operate this way. And by the way, they're still $20 million away from being able to afford Devontae Adams on top of the $52 million that they're over the cap. So, And here's the way the franchise tag works. You have to get underneath the salary cap to a point or have enough space in your cap to be able to franchise someone. You can't just say, fans say, oh, just slap the franchise tag on him, which is the average salary of the top five wide receivers or whatever position in the National Football League. About 20, 21 million bucks, that's going to be the price for Devontae Adams if they franchise him. But you can't do it until you get 20 or 21 million under. So Green Bay is 70 million away from being able to franchise Devontae Adams. They don't have the money to pay their draft picks right now because they have to get 52 under. 
they don't have enough money to extend a youngster like uh, Jair Alexander right now because they're $52 million under. They're not 5 or 10 or even $20 million over. They are $52 million over the salary cap. And my friends up at uh, ESPN Milwaukee, Jen Lotta, who you see on ESPN, Gabe Neitzel, and uh, Mark Chamura, they do the morning show up there. And they had a poll question out today. Would you want Aaron Rodgers to sign a three-year, $50 million a year contract worth $150 million? And I read that. And I love those people. They're friends of mine. But the Packers would be insane to offer Aaron Rodgers $50 million a year for 2023, 2024, and 2025. $50 million a year for Rodgers? And I understand he just won the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, he just won the MVP. I get that Aaron Rodgers just won his fourth MVP back-to-back and is playing as well as anybody in the NFL. But Green Bay would be insane to pay that amount of money to Aaron Rodgers to extend him, to keep him around. I'm not pushing for Jordan Love to get the job. That's not it. Aaron Rodgers gives you the best opportunity to win the Super Bowl. But if you're going to spend... $50 $50 million a year, and the cap goes up, and then the cap goes up again, so that 50 becomes a little more manageable, they're not going to be able to have more good players come in. They don't have the cap space. And on the flip side of that poll question, and I don't know what the results are at right now, but if Aaron Rodgers needs $50 million a year to come back to Green Bay, it will prove to you there is nothing, there is no other stat I'm going to need to tell you that it's not about winning championships. Because Aaron Rodgers could play for $20 million a year, be financially set for the rest of his life. He's already financially set for the rest of his life. He doesn't need, if you want to win championships, do what Brady did. All right? If you want to win titles, do what Tom Brady did and that is take less than market value. That is the biggest difference between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Brady took less in New England so the defense could be elite, so they could sign other players. Brady took less in Tampa so they could sign other players. Hell, Brady took less in Tampa and then got his guys to come play in Tampa. That is the biggest difference between Rodgers and Brady. Is Brady was a team guy, all about Super Bowls. And I'm not saying Rodgers is demanding 50. This is just, because money always talks. This is just from a poll question I saw up in Wisconsin for a bunch of Packers fans. If the Packers sign Aaron Rodgers to a $50 million a year deal, they are insane. And if Aaron Rodgers needs $50 million a year, he's not about winning Super Bowls. He's not about chasing after Tom Brady's legacy. He's about himself. I think we know Aaron Rodgers is about himself. Now, one of the other options for, Br- for Aaron Rodgers is to retire. And he spoke about that. We're going to hear from Rodgers because he was asked about it. You know, where, where, where are you at right now? I think you got to take some of the emotion out of, out of it and, and then kind of lean into understanding what it takes to, to revamp and, and feeling like what's the best uh, 
you know, the best place, uh, the best decision for me moving forward. Not really place, more more just what what does it feel like to commit to a season the best one I want to do. And the good thing is I still feel like my body, you know, is in a good place. It's been uh, an amazing 17 years. So thankful for the memories and the moments over the years. He could retire. You know, his body is obviously playing at a very high level. He is playing at a very high level. His body is doing very well. And he was asked about retirement and whether or not it's a real possibility. I don't fear retirement. I don't fear moving on. Um, I'm very proud of what I've accomplished, proud that I've accomplished it in Green Bay over the last 17 years, and, and excited about the future, whatever that uh, ends up being or looking like. Um, also still highly competitive and still that bitter taste from the divisional game. So definitely a lot to weigh, but uh, thankful for the Packers organization and the conversations that we had at the end of the season. So he's still got a lot on the table. He's got a lot to figure out. Kira, our producer, has just handed me her cell phone because you went and found the poll question from ESPN Milwaukee. If you were Aaron, if if you were Aaron Rodgers, would you sign a three-year, one hundred and fifty million dollar deal to remain with the Packers? Eighty-six percent of the voters said yes. Aaron would be dumb financially. Why wouldn't you sign a three-year, fifty million dollar a year deal worth one hundred and fifty million dollars? But if Aaron wants titles, that's not it, man. If Aaron wants rings, if Aaron wants to win one more Super Bowl than Brett Favre, it's not about getting $50 million a year in the bank. Take 22 so they can sign a wide receiver, so they can sign a linebacker, so they can get an edge rusher. The defense is all of a sudden good, so they can go out and find a tight end, finally. Or get, a, you know, if Devontae's gone, bring in a guy like Allen Robinson from the Chicago Bears or what somebody. I can't, I, I don't, again, that is a straight-up poll question. The Packers are not offering that, to my knowledge. But if that is what it's going to take to bring Rodgers back, don't do it. Don't do it. Coming up, and hear from Carson Palmer. Uh, he obviously spent some time with the Cincinnati Bengals, and then he went over to play for the Arizona Cardinals. We're going to hear from Carson Palmer about what he thinks Aaron Rodgers should do. Does he want Rodgers to get out of Green Bay? That's coming up. Also, some Rams and Bengals talk, and... Maybe the funniest thing I've heard out of the NBA this year happened with uh, Kevin Durant and LeBron James last night. We'll get to that coming up here on ESPN Des Moines. Like ESPN Des Moines on Facebook and watch Wicket's World live in real time. This is 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. What's up? I'm Mike Wickett. This is Wickett's World. Talking a lot about Aaron Rodgers. He wins his fourth MVP yesterday and his future. I I don't under I, I just don't believe that Green Bay Packers fans understand what it what it means to be fifty million dollars over the cap. And there will be restructuring and there will be, you know, extensions and pushing money back and kicking the can down the road and the cap goes up by like another twenty three million in 2023 or something along those lines and then in 2024 it's another 20 million or something like that so if you think that you can squeeze a little juice out of a very restricted cap and you don't have to lose 
too many players, then by all means, extend Rodgers or do whatever you got to do. But it just, financially, the Packers are in some serious, dire straits. Uh, They're going to be cutting some really good players. They are going to need some young guys to step up. And, and just by trading Rodgers, that doesn't alleviate the problem. That gets rid of about $19 million, uh, or $20 million bucks from the salary cap hell that they're in. They still, like I mentioned before, have to get $20 million under the cap just to franchise Devontae Adams if they're going to do that. You're not going to give Devontae Adams $30 million a year. No wide receiver is worth $30 million a year, especially at his age. You're not going to do that for the next four years. Let somebody else do that. Let somebody else make that mistake. We see it happen every single time where guys get these mega deals. Wide receivers especially get mega deals, and they're replaceable. Devontae is great, but Devontae catching balls from Sam Darnold ain't going to be great or wherever he winds up. Devontae catching balls from Tua isn't going to be the same Devontae catching balls from Aaron Rodgers. Now, as far as Rodgers' future is concerned, I have some gossip on Rodgers. I will get to that coming up in a bit. Carson Palmer, who played for the Bengals and the Arizona Cardinals. Now, he was one of the great Cincinnati quarterbacks of all time. Never could get it done. Never could get deep into the postseason. But he was on ESPN Radio this week, and he was asked about what he thinks Aaron Rodgers should do going forward. You know, you look at Aaron Rodgers' situation, and that's a great organization. I mean, the Green Bay Packers you know, have multiple Super Bowls. Um, they, they've proven with Aaron as their quarterback that they can win a Super Bowl. And I just think the grass can always, you know, the grass is greener on the other side. Um, and there's a reason for that. And, and I just worry that, you know, Aaron leaves a great organization that knows what it takes to get to a Super Bowl that's done it. They've proved it. They've got a ring with Aaron as their quarterback. And, you know, I, I, I know he's frustrated with the Jordan Love pick and just certain things that have happened. Um, but, but like I said earlier, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. And it just feels like you're in a small town in, in Green Bay and, and you keep not been able to get over that hump for the last seven, eight, nine, ten years. And you got to change things up. But that's a really good organization. It's a well-coached team. They've won 13 games, I think, three or four seasons in a row. Uh, it's been 11 years, Carson Palmer. 11 since Lombardi went back to Lambeau Field. And they have won 13 games a year. Uh, 13 games in a year the last three seasons under head coach Matt LaFleur. But if you have to, again, it comes down to money. If you think it is in the team's best interest to extend Aaron Rodgers, I don't don't know how they're going to pull this off because Zadarius Smith, one of their best outside rushers, he's going to have to go. Their safety, Adrian Amos, is going to wind up having to go. Mason Crosby coming off his worst year probably going to have to go. Randall Cobb, Aaron Rodgers' buddy, he's going to have to go. A lot of these guys are Aaron Rodgers' friends. And if you remember last year, Aaron Rodgers bitched and moaned about the fact that his buddies kept getting released early. Well, they're going to have to do this all over again. And they have the highest-paid left tackle in the National Football League in David Bakhtiari. When he plays, he's the best in the game. What scares me now is... He could give you one game this year coming off that ACL injury, and it was week 18. It wasn't even the playoff game. If he plays in that game against uh, San Francisco and plays like David Bakhtiari, Green Bay probably wins because the pass rush maybe, well, Green Bay may win. Maybe he alleviates some of the pass rush problems, and Aaron Rodgers has more time to maybe survey the field and not force the ball to Devontae Adams like he always does. But I digress. I I, I don't see how Green Bay 
is going to get under the cap enough to extend, keep Rodgers happy, keep his buddies happy, and get Devontae to come back. If I had to put money down, I'd say you get Rodgers and not Devontae. My second best guess is Rodgers is traded. On the flip side, by the way, how do you get rid of the two-time MVP? The reigning back-to-back MVP of the National Football League. How do you get rid of that guy? No idea. No clue how you, how you do that. Um, I do. Kira, you love celebrity gossip, right? Yeah, I know you're a big celebrity gossip fan. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Aaron Rodgers has been engaged to Shailene Woodley. Oh. We found that. Found out about that last wow. summer. There were photos of him and Shailene Woodley in Hawaii when all of the drama was going on. Mm-hmm. Well, according to Suggest.com, among other sources. Oh, a great, uh, reliable news source. Well, you know, they, they get their info from the National Enquirer. There are some other sources out there. But <laughs> here's the hot rumor. I don't do celebrity gossip, damn it. But, Kara, here's what I have for you. Okay, okay. Here's what I got. Shailene Woodley did not make any public mention of Aaron's birthday on social media. Reports say, witnesses say, Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers did not hang out on Christmas. Now, granted, Rodgers played football on Christmas, but regardless. Now, last night at the NFL Honors, when Aaron Rodgers was picking up his fourth MVP. Was she there? She was not she was okay. Not that's kind there. of a big deal. <laughs> when your girlfriend doesn't one... go to your award show, my my wife, we were up for the City View Awards a couple of weeks ago. You know who went with me? My wife. Mm-hmm. You know we lost, but hey, my wife went with me. When you're the odds-on favorite to win the MVP, something that your fourth MVP, something only one other guy has ever done, wouldn't your girlfriend, <clears throat> fiance? Oh my attend gosh. set. I mean, I don't know if Shailene Woodley's on set in Rome doing some movie or some show. I have no idea what Shailene Woodley's even so Hollywood calendar is. If you've got the money, which they all do, you you can fly to wherever yeah. the awards ceremony was and then fly back overseas. Was it in L.A.? Do you know, or was it? Yeah, it was know. in L.A. It's where the Super Bowl is, so I think that's where the honors were last night. Again, I didn't watch them live. I watched recaps and everything. Oh, my God. And the rumors are, the rumors, Kira, is that they're over. Because he is too controlling. Oh, well, honestly, yeah. (laughs) Because Aaron, uh, they have very different political views. Oh. She has too many male friends, according to a source. And we know how reliable unnamed sources are. But according to the sources, he is far too controlling and doesn't like how many male friends, even though they might be platonic. Shocker. She has a lot. She's a Hollywood starlet. You know, what do you do? That, And honestly, Aaron doesn't like that. That that assessment of Aaron Rodgers is not surprising to me. <laughs> it's really not. And she was hoping he would retire so that uh, they could focus on starting a family ooh, together. Then maybe, ooh, maybe she's got all the answers for you then. Maybe we maybe need to get, Sha- get Shailene on the show. <laughs> So, yeah, I, oh, I don't think Aaron's retiring. There's far too much money on the table. He's still playing at a very high level. And if he gets traded to another team, he might be able to say, na 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 look how good I have it with Denver, or look how good my team is in Tampa, or wherever he winds up. Pittsburgh, whatever the case is. Who knows? So, yeah, there's my useless celebrity gossip segment of the day for you, Kira. 
That's a, that's all I bring to the table. I appreciate it. Yep. yep. <laughs> I can chime in. I can chime you in can on celebrity. You can play the game. You can play the show. Hey. Uh, uh, coming up, we have to get to the Super Bowl. There is so much. It, it, Sunday is going to be an awesome day. But I'm going to tell you why it's going to be the hardest Super Bowl of my life to watch. Next. You're listening to Wicket's World on 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. One zero two one FM, thirteen fifty ESPN, Des Moines. What's up, Wicket's World here? Uh, this weekend, Kira, I should have asked you this like thirty seconds ago, but uh, we have. Yeah, I know we have Drake women's basketball. Uh, Hunter Phillips has the call tonight. They're taking on Valpo, Missouri State. Missouri State. <laughs> I make the promos that run nine thousand times a day around here. All right, so zero for one tomorrow. We have. Uh, Michael Admire has the play-by-play of the Drake men, and they play Bradley? Yeah. All right. And then Sunday, the women are back at it. Hunter Phillips again. Loyola, Chicago. Uh, SIU. Southern Illinois. Okay. All right. Close, though. Same state. Sure. Uh, So if you want uh, Drake hoops, we've got it for you all the weekend long. Tonight, women, men tomorrow, uh, and then the, uh, the women play again on Sunday right here. On ESPN Des Moines. Sunday, by the way, is Super Bowl Sunday. If you had not heard Rams, Bengals, the line hasn't really moved. I saw it was it's been four and a half for most of the week. I know Caesars moved it to three and a half. They were the only place I saw it get moved legitimately to three and a half. And it's because probably there's a lot of money being bet on the Bengals in those points. Now, most of the money coming in, I believe I read, is on the Rams straight up. The Rams are getting all the love, but if you're playing the number, there's a reason you drop the point spread. It's because the, 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 the casino wants to get some action from people who are going to go ahead and instead of betting Rams plus four and a half, because you think that eh, could be a four-point game, could be 24-20, but three and a half doesn't get you there. That's why Caesars has, at one point this week, dropped it down a full point to try to get some of that Rams money coming their way. But it is the Bengals who... And I, I heard somebody ask me this earlier this week, and they said, well, it's house money. You know, the, all the pressure is on the Rams. That's crap, all right? Um, if you're a Bengals fan, and you have this, this young team, and a quarterback who's playing great, and you go on this, this hot run in the postseason, and now the whole, the whole country falls in love with you, and it's like, oh, my God, this is so great. We got here in year one. Burrow in year two. We got to the Super Bowl. This is going to be easy. A cautionary tale from a Green Bay Packers fan. It is not easy to get back to the Super Bowl. The Packers, with Rodgers, haven't been back since 2011. All right? It's not that easy to get back. So don't, I don't buy into the idea that, oh, all the pressure is on the Rams. And the Cincinnati Bengals have no pressure because they'll have plenty of opportunity. No, you don't get here very often. It is tough to get here very often. All right? So for anybody that thinks that, you know, well, the Bengals have no pressure, it's just not true. Um, we're going to play that second cut first. Thank you. I mislabeled something. And, and Joe Burrow, 
everybody's falling in love with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow swag and Joe Burrow this and calling him Joe Cool. He's the, no, he's the new Joe Montana. I mean, he's been fantastic. And he said something pretty obvious about his team. They, they can't start slow. Well, we'd like to start out fast. You know, when they have a really good pass rush, so when they know the team's dropping back and, and throwing the ball, you know, they can kind of tee off. So we want to get out to a strong start. But, you know, whatever the game calls for us, for, for, to, for us to win, we're going to go out and do. If we get behind early, you know, we're not going to panic. So, you know, maybe a, a comeback is going to be necessary. But, you know, we'd like to jump out early and kind of control the game. I want to know who asked that. I, I don't know what the question was specifically. But we, who's... What's Burrow's answer going to be? No, we want to get out to a slow start. We want to go three and out the first four drives. We like the fact that the last couple of games we've had to come back, so hell, we can do it again. Basically playing a road game in the biggest game of our lives against a vicious defense. I Sometimes my media brethren ask some stupid questions. And I guarantee you that question was something to the effect of, Joe, uh, how important is it to get out to a fast start? What's Burrow going to say there? Very. <laughs> no, I, it, it's not. Of course it is. Of course he's going to tell you that. He's not going to say, well, we want to kind of come out, see if we can get a couple of first downs and then punt. That's our, that's our strategy. I hate questions like that. Let's hear more from Burrow and some of the great questions that were asked by members of the media and when Burrow was asked about adjusting to what's going on during the game. Coaches do a great job of, and they have all year, of adjusting in-game. You know, teams have played us differently than, than they have all the other teams because I think you know, we have really good receivers on the outside and you know, we're deeper at that position than most people in the league. And so teams have to play us a little differently. So we have our, our game plan going in, and then you know, our, our coaches do a great job of adjusting and pulling plays from past game plans that they think could be effective throughout that game. And that's a little more revealing of an answer. I appreciate that. They are deeper at the wide receiver than almost every team in the National Football League. Now, I, for, for $30 million a year, going back to the Devontae conversation, if I offered you Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, <laughs> Chase is fantastic, and T. Higgins, or you could have Devontae Adams and whatever other crap the Packers have, that's why one receiver is not worth 25 or $30 million a year ever. Ever. And I know Chase is the exception to every rule for a rookie wide receiver. He has been just lights out since getting into the National Football League. But that wide receiver depth is going to be such a big factor in this. If Burrow can stay upright, Ramsey's going to be on Jamar Chase, which is not the best matchup for Jalen Ramsey. He's a big dude. You saw him try to match up with the shiftier Devontae Adams a year ago at Lambeau. Couldn't stay with Devontae. Devontae teed off on him. And that's more in line with what Jamar Chase is going to do. So you have your number one corner in, in Jalen Ramsey on, on their perceived number one wide receiver, the rookie in Jamar Chase. That opened, and if they had Alan Lazard and Equinemius St. Brown, I wouldn't be speaking so highly of Burrow's ability to still distribute the football to his wide receivers. But Boyd's a legit football player. He's a good receiver. T. Higgins is a borderline wide receiver one. Like That's a scary wide receiving core that the Bengals have. But the key to this one offensively for me, I don't trust that Bengals offensive line. The Titans sacked them nine times, sacked Burrow nine times two weeks ago. They need to soften that line up. They need to suck linebackers up, but they need Mixon to run the ball and take their shots with play action. That's the key to this game. Quick throws. Don't let 
Floyd and Miller and Donald get off the line and get to Burrow. That's the key to this game for Cincinnati when they're on offense. When Cincinnati's on defense, it's kind of the same monster, but on the other side. Now, there aren't three great wide receivers, receivers, although Van Jefferson's pretty good. But you've got Cooper Cup, and you've got OBJ. Odell Beckham Jr. acquired midseason, and he had an interesting story about his resiliency after he was injured last year and what he learned watching the Super Bowl from home. I remember um, watching the Super Bowl last year, my ACL, and it just wasn't... It wasn't the best feeling in the world to have to watch that. And I said, I'm going to play in that Super Bowl next year. In Los Angeles, like, who is supposed to be for me? Like, I'm supposed to be playing in it. Um, not only playing in it, like, I, you've got to win. Um, and to be here, to, to not knowing that I wasn't going to be um, in Cleveland, to that I was going to be on the Los Angeles Rams, like, I could have never, I, I could have never seen it. Um, I could have never seen it, so definitely would be the one thing I've learned about myself is how resilient I truly am and how no matter how many times I fall down, I'm, I'm just going to continue to stand back up. I'm not right a lot, a, a lot, all right? I'm not right often, but I knew OBJ was going to be a good player after the trade. Get him away from Cleveland. Get him away from Baker Mayfield. I knew he was going to be a really good player. I wanted him in Green Bay so badly. Ugh. I wanted him to I want, that would have been it. Devontae and OBJ on the same team. Instead it's Cooper Cup, who is your offensive player of the year, and OBJ. And Odell Beckham Jr. has been fantastic. He's been fantastic since coming over. Sean McVay has done a wonderful job. Matt Stafford has done a really good job of getting him the ball. And he's gonna be a big factor in this once again. And and McVay, you know, a couple of years ago we had that what, thirteen three, that really boring Super Bowl between these Rams. But not with Stafford at quarterback, with Jared Goff at quarterback. And they lost to New England. They couldn't do anything on offense. The offensive genius, Sean McVay, was completely outcoached by the, 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 the czar of defense, by the hoodie, by Bill Belichick. But what did Sean McVay learn from that Super Bowl loss a couple of years ago? You look at yourself in the mirror, you take accountability, and then you keep it moving. Uh, you know, I, I think as a competitor, you have to be able to handle those tough moments. And uh, I'll never run away from the fact that I didn't do a good enough job for our team, um, you know, within what I feel like, you know, my role and responsibility is to these guys. I don't think you press, uh, you know, when you do get another opportunity to be in this moment in this stage again. I think you, you look at it as a blessing. You take some of those learning lessons, you apply them, and, and let's go cut it loose and play to the best of our ability, and we'll co- and I'll coach to the best of my ability with our coaches as well. You got two guys here, very young. McVeigh is 36. Zach Taylor on the other side is 38. I've never felt older than hearing the ages of the two Super Bowl head coaches in my life. But McVeigh has been here, so how does Zach Taylor adjust to the enormous moment that is the Super Bowl? That's the advantage McVeigh has. He's been here before. Now, none of these other guys have been. Donald's been there. Cooper Cup's been there. But a lot of these other guys haven't been there before. So that'll be an interesting thing. Who can rise? Because I expect sloppy play. You always get sloppy play out of the gate in the Super Bowl. The moment, the emotions. By about midway through the first quarter, everybody calms down. And if the Rams don't win this football game, the question is there, is this a failed season? You know, I mentioned the Bengals earlier aren't just happy to be here because it's hard to get here. It's really hard to get to a Super Bowl, and the Rams have put all their chips in the middle. They don't have a first-round draft pick for like four years, but they put all their chips in the middle to get here. 
And Kimberly Martin, who's the ESPN Rams reporter, was asked about, is this a failed season for the Rams if they don't win at all? The only answer to this question is yes. Mm. Failure. Mm -hmm. Like a huge failure if they mm -hmm. don't win the Super Bowl. Because this Rams season was constructed under one premise, that Jared Goff wasn't good enough. That we're a team that's a good quarterback away from winning the Super Bowl. Guess what? Matthew Stafford has taken the team to the same spot that Jared Goff helped get this team to, right? But he has to win it. Because if they lose, then, he did, then this whole season, I don't want to say it was a waste, but for the resources that they invested into it. You know, I've talked to Les Snead about how he's aggressive for whatever. And this season is all about trying to get a super team to win a Super Bowl. And if they don't do it, then what was the point of trading, uh, trading Jared Goff to get Stafford? Same result. It's, it's total failure. It is. This is your all-in year. I mean, this, this was it. Teams go about all-in different ways. L.A. sacrificed a lot of draft picks to go all-in. If they don't win it all this year, it's a failed season. I completely agree with that. My official prediction on this? I'll tell you right now, I got it because I have my squares. Uh, I have a seven for the Rams, and I have a four for Cincinnati. All right, I'll t all right, okay. I like Cincinnati in the points. I like L.A. playing at home. I like Stafford. I'm rooting for Stafford. I'm also, like, I don't have a dog in this fight. Is that enough points, 27-24? You think that's enough points in this game? You think that'll be enough points to, to, to appease everyone? I don't know what the over-under is, but I know it's Bengals plus four and a half, which I will gladly take. Final score, 27-24, and that is the Rams. L.A., who had the... NBA title a couple of years ago. They won the World Series a couple of years ago. And then the L.A. Rams, who are new in town, are going to be your Super Bowl champions. 27-24, the official pick. Mark it down, Kara. What do you got? Uh, Someone who knows. I don't think you've watched a single snap of NFL football this year <laughs> or last year, <clears throat> or perhaps in your life. What do you got, Kara? The real winners are everybody who tunes into the halftime show. I can't wait for the halftime show. It's going to be really good. I am telling you, and I, I understand there are some people who don't like rap music. Uh, That's fine. Like, I would not want to watch this Super Bowl halftime show with my dad. It's the same. Anytime anything rap-related comes on, my dad, oh, rap is crap. It's not music. I cannot wait for Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. Oh I can't marry Jane Lige. I think it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Did you see what they did yesterday during rehearsal? No. All right, I'll tell you. I know we have to get to a break. <laughs> You're going to yell at me. Okay. We have to get to a break. I'll tell you what they did uh, during rehearsal at SoFi Stadium yesterday. Next. Wicket needs a timeout. He'll be back soon. You're listening to 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Cannot wait for the halftime show. I think it's going to be great. Wicket's World here on 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Uh, wrapping up, talking about the Super Bowl official pick, Rams 27-24. Uh, I like the Bengals and the four and a half points. I'm a commercials guy. I always like the commercials. I hate watching people all over social media bitch and complain about, oh, the commercials aren't the way they used to be. Those same people don't like halftime shows. I am convinced of it. And I think this halftime show, what is it? Mary J. Blige, Dr. Dre, Snoop, Eminem. Who am I forgetting? Am I forgetting somebody in there? Eminem, Snoop, Dre, like Mary J. Blige. And there's one more in there. One. Is it Common? No. Um, I don't know. You can find that for me, please, Kira. <laughs> but that's what I grew up listening to. Rock on one side, hip-hop on the other side. 
I own the doggy style tape. Kara, have you ever ever owned a tape in your life? Like, you've never purchased a tape in your life, I've right? never purchased a no. tape, but I've owned tapes before. Okay, all right. We used I, to buy tape. We used to buy yeah. singles. On uh, singles. And then we bought the CD single. Then you would spend $17 on the CD that came in the big plastic holder. You'd go to a Tower Records and you'd thumb through all the, the, the CD holders just to find the one that you wanted. And the CDs were like $17, even though you only wanted one song. And you would buy it. Now, I'm stoked for this uh, this halftime show. So yesterday, uh, who's the sorry? Other? Sorry, the name you were missing is Kendrick Lamar. Oh, Kendrick Lamar. Okay, cool. He was at his solo performance at the Grammys a couple of years ago. That was before I had kids. When I would watch things that were <laughs> hip and cool, uh, it was absolute fire. Literally, there was fire on stage. So um, yesterday at SoFi Stadium, they were doing rehearsal, and. They don't want any spoilers. And a lot of that stadium is glass. You know, a lot of it is glass, and there's some open air, and there's the speakers around. So they're doing rehearsal. They're going through Eminem and Kendrick Lamar and Snoop and Dre, and they're doing rehearsal. But they don't want spoilers. Like, like Spider-Man. You don't want spoilers. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I don't need to tell you what happened in that last episode of Pam and Tommy on Hulu. It's a great show. So they blasted the Chili Peppers, give it away, huh. on all the speakers at SoFi Stadium yesterday. So nobody could record things because there's going to be surprises. It makes you think, like, who else are they going to bring out? Somebody's thinking, is there going to be a hologram Tupac? Is Ice Cube or other members of NWA going to come back out with Dr. Dre from back in the day? Who else is going to come out on stage? This is a very at Los Angeles very hip-hop centric uh you know i know eminem's from detroit but soup's from california dre's from california this is a very west coast hip-hop celebration so who else are they going to bring out are they going to bridge that whole like east coast west coast thing from my generation and is diddy going to come out on stage is there going to be a hologram biggie i you don't know you have no idea what's going to happen and i can't wait for it it'll be the hardest super bowl for me to watch do you know why I don't, I've got no dog in the fight in the game. I love the commercials. Kickoff's 5.30. Do you know why that sucks? Do you know you what, have three kids. I have three babies. <laughs> well, three-year-old and two two-year-olds, and they all eat at 5.30. Yep. There's but, no way my wife is going to be like, hey, you go watch football. I'll take care of the three babies. But, but they'll all be in high chairs. Yes, they're trapped. They'll be trapped. Yes. You can at least watch... A bit of the game well, I from just, the other, from the kitchen I just or sent dining a, room. I just sent a text to the couple friend that we hang out with. Like, you know, everybody has their COVID bubble. Yep. Like, this was the couple's friend. that They have twins as well, but they're older, so they can come over. Like, they'll hang out with us. I just sent a text to them inviting them to, to come over. Like, do you want to come over? So maybe, like, he'll come over and watch football with me. She'll want to help take care of the baby. Maybe he'll want to help take care of the baby. I don't know. You do what you want. Like, I'm trying to see if I can get as many people. I may have to invite, like, her mom over, like, my, my mother-in-law over. Hey, do you want to come over for Super Sunday? That's actually not a bad idea. Because she would love. Why don't you come see your grandkids? Yeah. Why don't you come over, like, an hour early? I'll be in the basement. <laughs> That's why this is. Because the kids don't go to bed. The last one goes down at 730. You know, that's like, that's like halftime. That's, that's third quarter. Is, so kickoff is at 530. 530, Des Moines time. Mm. The kickoff is happening. Man. I don't even so know. So it's not like it's like 
you know, the pregame show. No, 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 pregame show. Pre-game so this show. is the beginning of the pregame show. From now until 5.30, <laughs> it starts with Wicket's World on ESPN Des Moines and rolls to, through tomorrow. This is it. So. Well, Wicket, you, Kira? Know, you know what else is coming up? What? Valentine's Day. Oh, God. <laughs> I asked my wife yesterday, so what do you want to do on Monday for Valentine's Day? And she said, I don't know. I said, well, do you want to do anything? She said, ah, can I let you know tomorrow? <laughs> That's true love, though. <laughs> I know. Thanks to Kira for keeping us on the air. Thanks to you for listening. Uh, we'll do it again coming up next Friday. I'm sure we'll talk about the Super Bowl. We'll roll into college basketball world. The football season will be over. Uh, thanks for watching on the ESPN Des Moines Facebook page. This is Wicket's World. My name is Mike Wicket. Thanks for checking it out. Have a great weekend. See ya. Uh-huh.